And good evening. Welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Anchor FM and Spotify and and some of the <laughs> other um, uh, podcasts that are tuning in. Um, some of the other podcast platforms where people are tuning in. Uh, we broadcast on a number of different platforms here at Sunshine USA and we thank God for each and every one of those platforms. Each platform gives us a new opportunity to reach new people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, this is me, Warren Landis, your host and Bible teacher here on Sunshine USA, broadcasting live from Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> How about that? Uh, well, I hope you had a great day today. Wherever you are, whatever country you're in, whatever city you're in, I hope you had a great day today. And um, we have so much to thank the Lord for. Uh, a lot of times we can start thanking the Lord by just simply thanking Him for the fact that we're still alive. And of course, the fact that you're still alive means that there's still things that God has for you to do. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, we're in the book of Acts. In fact, we're in Acts chapter 28. And if you looked at your Bible lately, you'll notice Acts only has 28 chapters. So this is uh, the very final chapter that uh, we'll be taking a look at. This uh, particular uh, chapter and the chapter before it, we read about Paul and the shipwreck. Paul uh, is shipwrecked on an island. The island was called Malta, and just as Paul had promised uh, his uh, captors, uh, he said, nobody's going to be killed, nobody's going to be injured, and so the guards could take a sigh of relief. They were not going to be killed. Uh, the guards at one time wanted to kill all the prisoners uh, because they felt like if they didn't, that uh, they themselves would face execution. Um, but, as the Lord would have it, uh, nobody escaped, not even Paul. Paul, you have to understand, was very eager to defend himself in Rome. And he knew that he wouldn't get that opportunity if he escaped. And so he stayed right there, and so did all the other prisoners. And in that sense of the word, he actually did a very good thing for his captors. Amen. <laughs> Now, you know, one thing I thought about during the day today as I was preparing for this evening's podcast is the fact that God is more than capable of helping you deal with any shipwreck in your life. Uh, you know, the ideal thing, you know, would be for you and I never to face any um, shipwrecks in our life. That would be ideal, right? You know it. <laughs> But it's not very realistic. Most of us face at least one or more shipwrecks in our life uh, between the time we're born and the time we die. It's part of living. <laughs> we face shipwrecks. But you know, the Lord is able to bring great good out of the worst shipwrecks if we just let Him. And, um, I mean, I think about people like Johnny Erickson Tata. I know I've given her as an example before. But, you know, she she hit something of a shipwreck in her own life. During her late teens, early 20s, uh, she had a diving accident. 
she was paralyzed from the neck down and this was seemingly such an unfortunate thing and I'm sure she was very depressed about it in the beginning it seemed like all of the plans that she had made for her future were now having to be canceled but out of that shipwreck called a diving accident guess what God was able to bring a brand new ministry out of it and down through the years there's no telling how many people Johnny Erickson Tata has witnessed to for the Lord as a result of that shipwreck in her life and it's a ministry she never would have had had it not been for her teenage diving accident and sometimes you know it's real easy to ask as I'm sure she did at first Lord why are you allowing this to happen why not let this happen to an older person and give me a chance to do some things before something like this happens but you see God knew what he was doing he had plans for her I think about a preacher by the name of David Ring now now some of you know who David Ring is great preacher of the gospel loves the Lord and yet he has a disability a major disability and um, yet he has overcome that disability and he has still been able to preach the gospel he's he's doing things now that you know his teachers and counselors said that he would never do I mean here he is preaching he's being able to speak up for the Lord on radio and television they told him at one time man you can forget about a career in radio and television that ain't gonna happen he preaches on radio and television all the time one thing I like about the Lord he specializes in helping people like you and me beat the odds that's exactly what the Lord does there there's a lot of things I could get very much down in the dumps about I could get down in the dumps over the fact that you know I have all kinds of health problems one of the latest health problems I've had to deal with is a loss of hearing I can still hear but my head feels so clogged up why is God allowing that to happen I don't know I'm sure he's got a reason for it or he wouldn't allow it to happen and will God heal it I think he will eventually now it might be in this life it could be right away it may be further down the road it may be in the next life in heaven amen but either way I've just learned to praise God whatever happens because I know that God is to totally sovereign I know that my great God has everything under control and there's nothing coming up today that me and God together can't take care of amen <laughs> amen praise the Lord well let's see what happens after Paul and his crew find themselves on the island of Malta Acts chapter 28 once we were safely ashore we learned that the island was called Malta the islanders showed us extraordinary kindness they bundled a fire and welcomed all of us because it was raining and cold now 
they didn't have TV weathercast in those days. I'm sure the weatherman would have told them, you know, we're just coming out of this great storm that's been going on for the past two weeks. And they're still getting a lot of rain and clouds from that storm. And it was cold. Paul gathered a bundle of sticks, and as he laid them on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself to his hand. When the islanders saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, Surely this man is a murderer, although he was saved from the sea. Justice was not, has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The islanders were expecting him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing that nothing unusual happened to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, that wasn't the case either. Nearby stood an estate belonging to Publius, or Publius, however you want to pronounce that, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and entertained us hospitably for three days. The father of Publius was sick in the bed, and after suffering from fever and dysentery, Paul went in to see him, and after praying and placing his hands on him, he healed the man, and after this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came in and were cured as well. The islanders honored us in many ways and supplied our needs when we were ready to sail. After three months, we set sail in an Alexandrian ship that had wintered in the island. It had the twin brothers as a figurehead. Putting in at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days. From there, we weighed anchor and came to Regium. After one day, a south wind came up, and on the second day, we arrived at Patelli. Or Patelli. Patelli. There, we found some brothers who invited us to spend the week with them, and so we came to Rome. And the, bro uh, the brothers there had heard about us and traveled as far as the Forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. When Paul saw them, he was encouraged and gave thanks to God. So here we find that Paul has finally arrived in the city of Rome after apparently spending the rest of the winter in Malta. Now, Paul is no doubt very excited because in spite of his circumstances, the fact of the matter is he has made it to Rome. Then Paul says, when we arrived at Rome, Paul was permitted to stay by himself with a soldier to guard him. So he was given a lot of liberty he was giving, given some perks and privileges that maybe other prisoners did not get normally. Now, bearing in mind 
there were already people within the Roman Empire system who felt that at best the case against Paul was very weak. And beside all that, during the voyage to Rome, Paul had become very helpful in terms of looking out for the other prisoners to make sure they didn't escape and looking out for the other guards as well. And so they probably viewed these privileges as paying Paul back for the good that he had done to them. He says, after three days he called together the leaders of the Jews and when they gathered, he said unto them, Brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, I was taken prisoner in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me, but because there was no basis for a death sentence against me. But when the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, even though I have no charge to bring against my nation. So, for this reason, I have called to see you and speak with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. And the leaders replied, We have not received any letters from you from Judea, nor have any of the brothers from there reported or even mentioned anything bad about you. But we consider your views worth hearing because we know that people everywhere are speaking against the sect. So they set a day to meet with Paul and many people came to the place where he was staying and he expounded to them from morning until evening testifying about the kingdom of God and persuading them about Jesus from the law of Moses and the prophets. Now think about this for a moment. He's preaching unto them from morning to evening. I mean, this is an all-day, basically all-night affair. And you can understand with that many hours, Paul had a lot to say. And they didn't have a lot of music ministry back in those days, and so this was basically all talk on Paul's part. And they were eager to hear him. I mean, it would be so nice and wonderful if we had that going for us today. I wish today that more and more people would become eager to hear the Word of God. I think that's part of our problem as a country. We are not eager enough to hear the Word of God. And then we read on here, it says, Some of them were convinced by what he said, but others refused to believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made his final statement. The Holy Spirit was right when he spoke to your fathers through Isaiah the prophet. Go to this people and say, You will, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has grown callous. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. 
So, Paul realizes these people are not maybe as receptive as he had hoped. He says, Be advised, therefore, that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. <laughs> now, you know, that's an interesting point there. When God brings his good news, his message to the people, and they reject him, guess what? God will go on to the next person who will listen. Because the Jews had rejected Jesus, God decided to make his plan of salvation available to the Gentiles. That's why we read in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, where Paul says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God and the salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The Greek there referring to Gentiles, or basically anybody that's not Jewish. And so, Paul continued on doing the work that God had called him to do. And then as we get to the end of the chapter, it says, Paul stayed there for a full two years in his own rented house, welcoming all who came to see him. Boldly, he freely proclaimed the kingdom of God, and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the way the book Acts of Acts ends here is sort of an open ending. It's not seemingly a final ending because the church age has not ended. The church age is still going on today. Amen? Amen. And so, in one sense of the word, the book of Acts and the history of the church continues to this day. It also appears during this time where Paul's renting a house, he's able to freely proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, by the way, he's doing this in Rome. Now, Rome, we know for a fact, is one of the cities that Paul had basically spent a good part of his life wanting to go to. Among other reasons, it was a big, big, giant city. Amen? Amen. And Paul knew that in a big city like Rome, no doubt there was a lot of people who needed to hear the gospel of Christ. Now, we note that Bible scholars are a little bit divided on how Paul's life ends. They believe that Paul was going on trial there in Rome. He basically prevailed over the first part of the proceedings against him, and he was allowed to stay in Rome for two years while they worked on his appeal during this time, he rents a house. He has great freedom to preach the gospel. 
and might have used some of that freedom in that two-year period to travel as far west as Spain, another place where we have reason to believe Paul wanted to go, before returning to Rome and facing a second trial in Rome, where he ultimately was convicted and sentenced to die by beheading. And, of course, his head was chopped off. Now, historians tell us Paul was very eager to die for the cause of Christ. In fact, they said that Paul ran, he literally ran to the place where he was to be beheaded, and he willingly and voluntarily laid his head down. It probably made executing him a lot easier. And then from there he went on to heaven. But one thing we can take away about the life of Paul is that Paul was a go-getter. Paul was not a lazy man. He was a hard-working man. And he was a hard-working man in every sense of the word. He was not above making tents and selling them in order to support himself. And he was also hard at work preaching and proclaiming the gospel. And he knew that as a preacher of the gospel, it was not always going to be easy. There would always be those people that would resist him. There would always be those people that would make trouble for him. And yet, in spite of all this, he is bound and determined to keep on doing the work that God has called on him to do. He's not going to quit until everything is done. Or until they kill him, whichever comes first. And oh, that we would have more people like Paul in our day willing to do the work that God has called on us to do. Amen? Amen. Now we come, like I say, this all takes us to the very ending of Acts. And I haven't really decided where the Lord wants us to go next. And I'm trusting that by the time we get to the next podcast, the Lord will lay it on my heart as to what he wants us to do in that regard. If you have any suggestions about where you would like me to go in terms of teaching, you can email email me, warrenlandis at yahoo.com or warrenlandis at gmail.com, and I'd be glad to hear from you and take into consideration any ideas or suggestions that you have. Right now, we're going to go to the Lord, the word of prayer. I want to pray for each and every one of you. So let's pray at this time. Dear Lord, I want to pray for each and every one of our listeners. I want to pray, O God, that you will give them the wisdom that you want them to have, that you will take care of any needs they have. Lord, I know we have listeners who have financial needs. 
We have listeners who need jobs. We have listeners who need housing. We have listeners who need food and clothing. God, we know there is nothing for you that is impossible. Lord, we know that with you all things are possible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is too big or too hard for you, God. And God, we so thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you'll keep your hand of blessing on this ministry called Sunshine USA. I pray, Lord, that you'll give me the ability to continue teaching Christians all throughout the world the Word of God. And that I'll also use the Internet as a means by which to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray for revival, not just in America, but Lord, we pray for a Holy Spirit revival worldwide. Lord, we want your Holy Spirit to just break loose, lead, guide, and direct. Because Lord, we know that you're totally sovereign. And now Lord, as night falls, I pray that you'll give us a good night's rest in some parts of the world right now. They listen to this podcast as they're getting up. And Lord, help us to thank you for every new day that you have given us to do something for you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Boy, I I can sense it tonight. We have people listening to this podcast right now. You need healing. And I think right now, even as I speak, God is healing people all across the nation, all across the world. God is healing people. Right now, all across America, throughout the world, I believe people are getting saved, coming to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Woo! <laughs> Praise the Lord. Boy, that's something to get excited about. You know, I've always said, if we could just get Christian people to be as excited about the Word of God and the preaching of the Gospel as we do seeing Christians get excited about a stupid ball game that a hundred years from now won't amount to a hell of beans. Who won the World Series? Who... Who won the Super Bowl? hundred years from now, that won't even matter. All that matters is what you have decided to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you for him or against him? Do you know Christ as Savior or do you know you just maybe know about him? Maybe you've gone to church all your life. You've had God all around you, but you've never had God in you. What better time than right now to pray and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart, forgive you of your sin, and give you eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Well, that's going to pretty much do it. This is not my longest broadcast. 
fact, it might be one of my shorter broadcasts, to be perfectly honest with you. But I hope that you'll have a good evening. Thank you so much for listening. I pray for you. I love you in the Lord. And don't fret none, because I'll see you next time on Sunshine USA.